At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hardworking ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Blog Talk Radio.
Overtime on Wednesday, May 7, 2014, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, what the fuck is Boy Crazy Radio? What is this thing you've just stumbled upon or you're listening to right now in the deep recesses of the internet? Let me explain. All right. Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show. All right? For anyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you. Yes, you. Um, okay, if any of the following descriptions sound slightly familiar to you, then know for sure Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. All right? You guys, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual perhaps, queer even, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total fucking high school nerd who grips the straps of your dumb backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom just binge eating and picking at your face? Well, cut the fuck out. I'm here. I'm going to save you. Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing shame spirals because of what you did at that party last weekend? Are your friends total fucking assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of your text messages, your Facebook posts, your retweets, and or your Instagram likes? Huh. Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face, in the form of a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day, because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. So pick up your smartphone or whatever uh, and dial 646-378-0649. Once again, I'm telling you, save this number in your phone. 646, that is area code 1646-378-0649. Yeah. Let me be the shoulder that you cry on, all right? All I want to do, I'm an only child. I don't know why I have all this extra energy. I don't know why I want to spend this time with you. I just do, okay? I do. All I want to do is be the big sister you never even knew you needed or wanted. And maybe, if you'll let me, or maybe, just maybe, I'll, I can be like the cool big sister with bangs that all your guy friends jerk off to when they go home, when they're like, you know, thinking about stuff later. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Whatever. What's the big deal? How dare you? The point is, pick up your phone call. Your phone call? Pick up your phone and make a call and dial in and let's talk about it. Whatever it is. Um... I'll tell you about my thoughts and feelings in a moment. First, I'm going to get to the phone calls. Uh, I took a nap before the show because I had a crazy day. I had to wake up at, a, at you know, at the crack of 11. And, no, I, I don't know what time I woke up. But I had to be somewhere at 11.30. And to me, honestly, that was, like, insane. That was, like, that was like oh, God, why does things have to be so early? Why is life so fucking hard? Ugh. And then I met two people at the meeting uh, who were also going into the same meeting meeting. That's how funny it sounds, so vague and adult-like, but whatever. Anyway, and they both woke up at like 5.30 in the morning and went to the gym, and I think they have children, and they have dogs, and they like have responsibilities in life, and I'm like covered in cat scratches because I have like a kitten, which is a big responsibility for me in my life, and I'm like exhausted because I'm unable to go to bed before four in the morning because I'm a night owl. I just like being up really late at night. That's my right, and that's how I live my life. Anyway, We'll get into all of that in a moment. First, I'm going to take your phone calls. I'm very excited. 
to take the first phone call, and the second, and the third, and the fourth, and the tenth. Okay, area code 479, you are on Boy Crazy Radio. Tell me your name, how old you are, where you're calling from, and then what's going on with you. Um, uh, hello, what's your name, how old are you, where are you calling from? Tell me everything, girl. I think I just heard my dad pick up the phone. <laughs> I don't think he cares that much, and if he does, how cool. I'm an, an interested dad. Hi, Dad. Okay, hopefully that was just my imagination, but um, I'm 17. Um, um, I'm he- my name is Heather. Hi, Heather. You're not a first-time caller. You're a- you've called before. Yeah, I've, I have. Um, I like that. That makes that like that makes me love you even more, Heather. Okay, what's going on with you? Tell me everything. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Arkansas. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And Let's get this all the time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> okay, what's so going I've on? So I've been, well, I haven't been um, in a really good place lately. Um, I just got out of a really scary relationship with a schizophrenic guy. Um, and uh, I feel... I feel like I've been going crazy, and I don't know what to do with myself. Um, I feel like nobody will ever love me, and I'm also sexually frustrated. And, yeah, I just can't even get myself to leave the house. Um, Okay, I have a few questions. Um, A while ago... You used to go out with a guy, and it's a schizophrenic guy, the guy that you were in a long-term relationship or, like, a long-distance relationship that you called in about a while ago? Yeah, the same guy. Can I say his name? Yeah. Okay, so it starts with a J, right? Johnny. Yeah, okay, so Johnny was schizophrenic? Yeah, um, like, he was diagnosed a couple weeks ago. Um... And you guys broke up recently, or how long did yeah. you guys break up? Um, we broke up in February after he beat me up. Oh, my God. Do your parents know this? Yeah. Um, what did they do? What did they say? Um, well, he went back to California, so um he's not anywhere near me and he's uh, actually locked up in the loony bin right now and i don't know when he's going to be getting out good what yeah, did your parents say he... about him being in the loony bin no but you know what did you go to your parents after after you got beaten up and I mean... oh yeah um yeah, of course, and uh, we were going to get a restraining order, but he, he took off before we had a chance to do that, so it wasn't necessary. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just really happy he's out of my life. Me, too. Let's let's deal with that. I'm so sorry it turned into this, because I remember you calling a long time ago, and you were so in love, and you guys were like a long-distance thing, and it was so intense, and... Um, okay, let's take it from where you're at today. So this is all really recent. Your parents are aware of what's going on. 
yeah. which is good. And, if, and if, if they could be more aware, I think it would be great if you could talk to your parents that every thought and feeling you're having, even if it's scary or embarrassing, like you're 17 years old, and if, if, is your mom around? Um, I think she's in bed. Asleep. No, I mean like in your life. I just mean in your life. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So, so yeah. you got, and, and what's your relationship like with your mom and your dad? Um, well, my mom and I don't get along that great. And I think she had been holding some things against me for a while because I, I, I found out she was reading my diary and stuff and judging me for it. Um, but um, I guess recently um, I've been trying to, you know, telling my parents that I think I need to see, like, men- mental help, like therapist or something, and so like, she's been more understanding lately. You have been or they have been? My mom has been. Oh, that's good. And I just don't don't worry about or, or think about her holding things against you with your diary. You're you're 17. And I swear to God, like I was a I was a uh, a hectic, uh, moody, intense teen also. And like I could not stand my mom, and I was so annoyed at my dad and all this stuff. And like you know, I wrote things down and like whatever. It doesn't matter. She's your mom, and and like she's read your diary. She's not. She's just trying to make sure you're okay and see what's going on, and and don't don't even just just assume she's not holding things against you. She might her, her feelings might be hurt. She's still a person, and she might get like defensive and stuff. But she wants to be great, or she wants you to like her or something. But right now, just don't start thinking she's your enemy. Like keep keep all the lines of communication open with your mom and your dad. I'm glad you reached out to her and told her that you need to see somebody because I think you do too. Like you should definitely. What did you say to that about seeing a therapist or or something? Um, well, I had an appointment on Monday, and, um, it didn't go so well. She actually told me that my, um, my depression and my anxiety was too severe and that she doesn't have the, uh, capability to help me, um, oh. so, you know. Well, you, just, you need to go to another person. You need to keep going to somebody until they feel fully equipped to help you. Was she a psychiatrist or a psychologist? Um, she said she was just a counselor. Oh, well, fuck oh. her. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> just kidding. Just like me. She doesn't know what she's doing. But, um, yeah, you need to go to a psychologist. You need to go, or a psychiatrist. But I don't, I don't, psychiatrists are a bit scary because you don't want to, like, be institutionalized or, or be uh, prescribed antidepressants immediately. And I, I feel like most psychiatrists, especially if they feel like you're suicidal, which I would assume somebody can, you know, you're a teenager, you're 17, you're out of a serious relationship, who knows what you're talking about in that room. Cause are you, how, have you been, like, how low do you get? Um, well, I, I haven't cut myself in uh, a few weeks. You haven't um, cut yourself? I haven't cut myself in a few weeks. Um, oh, Heather. But... Um, Usually, if I get suicidal, it's only like for like a like an hour or whatever. It's, oh. I don't know. 
I want you to you, I want you to listen to me. Will you promise me? I know this might sound ridiculous, but like, I almost want you to email me later because I know you've emailed me before and you've listened to this podcast before and you've, you know, I know you. I feel like I know you. I don't really know you. I don't I've not met you in person, but you know, I, I pay uh-huh. attention and you've been around for for a bit. But like, I had to do this with my therapist a long time ago when I was your age. Uh-huh. Actually, I had to do. I had to. I mean, because. I try. I did try to hurt myself when I was around your age, and I'm so. I wish I hadn't, and I'm so glad it didn't work. And let me just tell you, as an older person, that like, that you talk to and, and think highly enough to call tonight, like, make a pact with me. Don't that you won't hurt yourself. Like you, you owe this to me. Like you're gonna answer to me right now. Like you, will you please write me an email saying you promise you won't hurt yourself? Yes. Will you please do that because. The cutting, all this stuff is hormonal. This is hormonal, and you're out of a relationship, and you love this guy, and I totally get that. I was in the same situation, and I hope you're listening. Are you listening to me? Yes. Okay, because I can totally relate to you. I, I was in a relationship when I was your age, and I want, it just didn't go the way I wanted it to, and it was real intense and passionate and crazy, but it was unhealthy, and I wanted him to pay attention to me, and I was so miserable, and I felt so alone, and nobody got me, and and, and so I tried to hurt myself, and... Let me tell you, like, it was just a cry for help, and, and the sadness is momentary. Like, when you go, you get sad and you get dark, and I know how that feels. And, like, you kind of, it's also, like, I think that sometimes people romanticize, like, we romanticize being depressed and sad. Like, we're in some, like, fucking girl interrupted, not girl interrupted, like a cooler movie, but, like, we romanticize, like, the cutting and, like, being suicidal, and they'll all be sorry and blah, 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 but... Don't do that because it's not fucking real. Like there are lots of things to live for. You're you're hormonal now at 17, and when you're like 20, you're gonna be you're gonna it's gonna be great when you're 18. You're gonna it's gonna be better when you're 19 and 20 and 21. And and you know, I swear, even your 30s will be great. Like and you know, in the future you want to have a kid maybe or like one little cute Heather and like you'll fall in love again. I promise. Like just be hopeful. Like, are you listening? Yeah. Yeah, like, let's do some ex. Okay, I'm gonna give you some like like mini assignments that are totally um, just simple and easy. You, I'm sure. You, I mean, you draw, obviously. You're such a great artist. I'm. Oh my god, I have your drawing. You know, you know, I do. It's like you're not your drawing, but you know, whatever you want to call it, painting, drawing. What do you call it? Um, the watercolor. Watercolor. Yeah. I have your watercolor in my house. And uh, it's over. I have, a, I, have, I have this watercolor that an ex-boyfriend did of me that nobody ever liked. So what I do is I have the frame, and then I just put your watercolor over the, the face that the ex-boyfriend uh, painted because I can't stand him anymore. And then everybody, like, my boyfriend, my family, even my grandma came over the other day, and she was like, oh, who did that? You know, and I went, oh, my God, it's Pearl Harris. And it's, it's like we've never even met, and you only know me because of a blog and the Internet, and, like, the world is insane, and, like, but... I'm, I think of you in Los Angeles. Like, that's pretty insane. So, like, if you yeah. ever hurt yourself, if you ever did anything and you ever hurt yourself, like, first of all, it would be such a loss to the world and your parents would be devastated and their hearts would fall on their stomach. And I, who don't even know you in person and I've never even gotten the opportunity to give you a hug and thank you in person for my for my drawing, for my watercolor, I would be fucking devastated. So just know that as bad as you feel, it's, it's, you just go, this is going to pass. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to get a blank journal from, like, the 99 cent store or Target. I'm going to go wander around Target. I'm going to get a Starbucks. I'm going to buy, a, you know, a, a really cool pen 
and a journal, and I'm going to write about how horrible I feel and why I'm so mad at Johnny and what kind of new boyfriend I want to have and what kind of life I want to have and where I want to travel and how I'm going to tell everybody, like, fuck you, fuck the world, fuck all this, you know what I mean? Like, you have to write, just write all this shit out, and then in that same unlined, empty journal that you're going to buy at Target or Kmart or Walmart or whatever the fuck is closest to you, you're going to, like, you're going to draw in there and you're going to do watercolors and it's just going to be like this book that's going to get you through the sadness. And then, like, just know because you're so beautiful. I know what you look like. I, I've seen your Facebook page. You're so beautiful. You're so cool. A long time ago, Heather submitted, like, a, a Make It Yours Monday video for my website and I thought, who is this peculiar, beautiful, interesting, amazing, cool girl? I wish I was her. Like, in her, you know, you're just like, fucking badass. So you're not allowed to cut yourself. You're not allowed to hurt yourself. Keep going to different therapists. Do you fall asleep? No. No. Okay, good. Just making sure. You're not, okay. So keep telling your mom, like, oh, that person's not equipped. I need to go see a, a psychi- psychologist. A, a psychologist. A psychologist. Not a counselor. Not a psychi- psychiatrist. Psychologist. And you need to do a few more, more things, too, because this will actually help. Because it helps me because I get fucking moody as fuck. If you talk to my boyfriend, I'm a, I can be a nutcase. Even yesterday, I'm like, if I get stressed out, I'll spiral. I'll downward spiral, and then I just, like, act like a lunatic to him. And then the next day, I'm like, hey, sorry, um, whoops. So here's something that helps me, because I'm giving you advice that I give myself, that I actually take myself and work. It's work. You need to go on, like, an hour-long walk a day. Just, like, go on a walk. Is there any place to walk in your neighborhood or, like, a hike or anything? Yeah, definitely. You need to do that, okay? Are there, we, Arkansas, so are, are there, like, animals there? Are there horses involved in Arkansas? What's happening in Arkansas? Uh, my sister has a horse. God, you're so lucky. If I was there, if I ever go to Arkansas, can I come hang out with you? Uh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. So we need to go, okay, if I were there and I had access to a horse, I'd be fucking going on a horse ride or horseback riding or whatever you call. Oh my God, I'm so I'm so lame. Um, yeah, you got to go horseback riding. You got you got to go on an hour long walk. You got to get this really special journal, your your journal of sadness or whatever the fuck. You can be like black pages and then black pieces of paper, you know, paper, and then you can get like a gold pen or whatever the fuck you want or white pages. I don't know. It's like this is going to be your special journal that you look at when you're like 32 or 35 or 40 and be like. Oh my God, that weird girl on the internet with bangs told me to get this thing, and this is the journal that, you know, encapsulates my, my sad moment, my teen angst. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, and you've got to have gallery shows. You've got to have shows. You've got to make a book with all your drawings. You have so much to do. You've got to like go to New York. You've got to go to Paris. You've got to go to London. You've got to come visit me in Los Angeles. You've got to go date a boy in a band and go meet him on tour. Um, what else? Yeah, you've got to like. Date a bunch of interesting guys, older guys, guys your age. When you're older, you'll date some younger guys. Like, just get excited about life. Be like, I'm going through an intense thing. My heart hurts right now. I'm moody. But I'm 17. I'm supposed to be moody. So your job is to not cut yourself, not kill yourself, not get roofied, not get an STD, not drive drunk. These are all the things you have to not do. And then you've got to mm-hmm. get, you've got to graduate high school. What's happening in high school? Are you in school right now? Um, yeah, I, uh, I have AP tests this week, and I graduate, um, like, the week after next week. 
Oh my God! Um, so where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go um, to college? Are you going to college? Um, I'm moving to Arizona and going to the University of Arizona. Oh my God! You know, did I speak to the University of Arizona? I feel like I spoke there like two years ago. That's so hmm. weird. Well, are you excited? Um, I'm really nervous, but you're nervous. Why? Um, well. Oh, well, first of all, just, you know, I'm going to be moving away from home, and also, it's really expensive, and I've never been there before, and my high school only has 300 students, so that's going to be different. I just don't have a lot of experience out in the world, and it's going to be really different next year. Well, think of it as something exciting. Like it's it's different, so it's cool. It's like you're think of it in a positive way. I know it, it is scary though. Like, um, why'd you choose a school if you didn't go visit it? You never even visited? No. You didn't? That's bold. That's that's intense. Yeah. Well, is it a party school? What are you majoring there? In there? Um, I'm going for the neuroscience program. But every time, um, every time I tell people I'm going to the University of Arizona, they're like, "Oh, you're going to the school where everybody binge drinks seven days a week." <laughs> well, that doesn't have like, to be you. <laughs> no. I mean, you'll meet you'll meet girls, you'll meet guys like in the, in the, in uh you know in your classes and stuff, and like you'll have to just like hone who's right for you, and that might be like a trial and error thing where you're. Where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I thought this person was cool, but then they fucking are a fucking creep weirdo or, you know, talk shit behind my back or, or they're too needy. I don't know. You'll figure it out, and that'll be, like, a fun project also. It'll be weird. You'll be finding your your people and everything. But in the meantime, you can always call me any Wednesday night, and I will be here, like, so there's something stable and constant, constant in your life. And then maybe your relationship with your mom and dad will get even better because you'll miss them, and they'll be kind of, you'll be mm-hmm. far away from them, so... You can talk to your mom on the phone, and you guys can talk about stuff, and she can tell you about weird stories about how she got, like, you know, date raped at a party in, in, uh, in college, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's a horrible joke. Um, no, it did happen anyway. to my mom. It did? Yeah. Oh, no. Is that how you were conceived? No. Okay, good. No. But she, um... Oh, Jesus. You know, okay. rape culture these days is such like a big thing within like in the media and everything. And and back back when it happened to my mom, she didn't really like know like date rape wasn't like a term that they used back then. So she didn't even realize that she was raped until like recently. It's terrible. Oh my god, what happened? I'm so glad she even told you that. Um, well, she went on a date with this guy and um. She, he put something in her drink, and she passed out on his couch, and she woke up, and, yeah. No, wait, this was when she was in, in, in college? Um, yeah, like, before my sister was born, so, like, when she was really young. Oh, my God. But what, what, yeah. how, did this, how, did she end, how did she end up telling you that? Um, I, I don't know how it came up. It was just, uh. We were just talking about weird things that have happened to us. 
Yeah, it's true. I read something on Twitter where it was just like all these guys, all these guys got busted, and their text messages and their emails all got busted. I can't remember what college, where it was like a fraternity where they were all just talking about like how they're going to get all these girls fucked up and these whores and blah blah blah, saying all these horrible things, and then like like one of them got busted, and they they're just like talking all the shit about her and how women are just to be used to blah blah blah. And they're just oh god, it was so horrible. This was like these douchey horrible. It made me hate men for a moment, and then anyway. Disgusting. So yeah, you definitely have to be careful. Oh, don't. Yeah, that's. Oh my God, I'm so scared for you now. I'm like, okay, you have to cover your drink with your hand. Don't accept any drinks. But whatever. So we got. Here's the homework. Psychologist, keep looking till you find one that you're comfortable with. Don't be afraid to tell your mom like, ah, it felt weird. It felt like she was. Ah, it was weird. Or it was good or whatever. Find a psychologist. Get your blank journal that's dedicated to getting through your teen angst. No more cutting. And email me and make a promise to me that you are not going to not going to commit suicide and you're not going to cut yourself anymore. Um, what else? Um, go on an hour long walk a day. You have to stay really busy. You got to do all your homework. You're going to graduate. That's exciting. You're going to go on a horseback ride. Um, you're going to hang out with your friends. Hang out with your sister. Communicate with your parents more. Watch movies. Take Epsom salt baths. I already I always say this. These are all things that I do for myself and I like get mental and I don't know if you can imagine but I can get I can get pretty crazy in my brain. I like live very intensely in my brain and have a lot of chatter going on and, and can like spiral downward. So I can totally relate to whatever it is you're going through or anybody out there is going through. These are all things that actually get me out of my my own way. But um oh yeah and you said you're sexually frustrated. Well you're just gonna have to masturbate a bunch. Okay. I hope your dad is not listening. Are, are your parents uh, divorced? No. Oh, they're still together? Yeah. Well, that's inspiring. Do you think they like each other? Are they in love? Are they romantic? Um, no, it's really sad, actually. It is? How come? Um, because, uh... My parents just, I, I don't know, I just never see them, I just never really see them, um, like, hug or anything, ever, I don't know. Well, They're just kind of cold towards each other, that's all. Well, at least you have a model to look at to know what you don't want for your life or your marriage. So you, you want something yeah. more affectionate and cozy and long-lasting uh, and romantic. But, all right, so what did I say? Repeat back to me. What are the things you're going to do? What, what are the key points of the advice that I gave you? Just make sure they landed in your brain. I'm not going to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And Good. I'm going to get a journal and... Fill it with all my terrible thoughts and go for a walk an hour every day and take care of myself by taking a fancy bath. <laughs> yeah, so I like that. It's great. Fancy bath. Keep going. Epsom salt bath. What did I forget? Salt you, can get, what did you say? 
<laughs> which which part did I forget? Oh, oh, you know, I think that's about it. You're gonna hang out with your girlfriends, do your homework, graduate school, not get roofied or date raped in college, go on a horseback ride, masturbate quietly under the covers. If you don't want your parents walking in, that would be weird. Um, even though it might turn them on and spark their sex life, but that's weird and gross. Let's not talk. Totally gross. Um, yeah, so you got some stuff to do. Right. Are you okay? Did any of this help at all? Yeah, it really, it really helps to talk to you. Okay, good. Oh, thank God. Okay, and you can also listen to Loveline on at ten o'clock. I don't know if it's on at ten o'clock in Arkansas, but you can always follow up Boy Crazy Radio with with Loveline. All right. Okay. Well, and if there's any, if you're bummed out next week and you want to talk and just, or just you know you need somebody to listen. Just call me next Wednesday, too. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, you can get Epsom salt at Walmart or Target or wherever you're going to go. I mean, you can even have a supermarket, too. So, Oh, and you should also walk around Whole Foods a lot and look at boys and uh, look at all the fun apricot facial scrub that they have and um, scented hand sanitizer. Because they have fun stuff over there. Go walk around Whole Foods. Is there a Whole Foods in Arkansas? Nope. <laughs> nope? Oh, you got to get out of there. So I'm going to Arizona. Okay. Um, <laughs> call me next Wednesday just to check in with me because I, you know, I'm always happy when you call. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're, you're welcome, Heather. I'll look at your photo later and think of you and be happy you're you're okay. And that you still call me. Bye. Bye. Um. Heather, everybody. Heather, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, um, when we get to another call, area code 970. 970, what's going on? I'm sorry, I'm at work. <laughs> oh, you're what? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Tell me everything. Uh, my name's Sherry. I'm from Colorado. How old are you, Sherry, from Colorado? I'll be 23 next month. This is exciting. What does that make you? A uh, What's your astrological sign? What? What does that make you, uh, astrologically speaking? A Gemini. Oh, you're a Gemini? Yeah. Exciting. I like Geminis. I like Sagittarius's, Geminis, Pisces, Aquarians, and Libra. <laughs> but that's it. And Leo sometimes. But that is where I draw the line. Okay, what's going on with you? Um, I don't, I just have been feeling weird lately, like, I was engaged at 19 and married at 20, and I've been married since. I've just been feeling lately, like, worried about later on it getting old, you know, (laughs) like, uh, I'm not sure how to explain it. <laughs> um, why did you get married at 19? I was with my boyfriend since I was 17, and he just seemed like the one, or seemed like the one. He still is. Like, everything's really good, but get worried that the spark is going to go away. Well, here's what I'm going to say is that if you 
right now, if you're happy, just be be where you're at right now. Like just just you're happy now. Or if you love them and there's a spark and everything's good, like that's what it is right now. But just also know that if if the spark goes away and you know, you can always just wait till the spark goes away to be worried about the spark going away. You know what I mean? Like I know that it's probably overwhelming because you're you're 22 years old and you're like, oh my god, if I live till I'm 100, like how can I keep this going? This is crazy. Like I'm I got married till I'm so young. Like, but you know what? I mean, I think that's really young. I'm 17 and you married at 19 and now you're gonna be 22. Oh my god, you've been together for six years. I've never even been in a relationship that long. That's exciting. I've only been with my boyfriend for a year. Um, well, here's the thing. If it I mean, do you have any issues with him right now? Not really. I just, his family causes us a lot of problems, but other than that, we don't really have any. What are the family problems? They just cause a lot of drama. We try and stay away from them, but we didn't talk to them for a long time, and then we decided to start talking to them again, and it's just been drama since. It's mainly his brothers and their wives. Well, but but you're like immediately you're you're happy with your boyfriend. I mean your husband. Like Yeah. Well here's the thing. Just know, just feel safe in the fact that like I don't mean to sound cavalier about this or anything, but like if you if it gets bad or if you lose the spark or if you get really bummed out and if everything if if he cheats, if you cheat, if you don't cheat, but you're miserable and you want to. If you grow and he grows one way and you grow another way and you are not growing together and, and you know, you're you're kind of growing up separately or you, you just change, which is also common that could happen, you can always fight to make it work. And, and, and uh, all that takes is communicating. You guys can go to, like, couples counseling, which sounds dorky, but, like, it's okay. You can go to that. Or you can just, like, be brave and tell him how you're feeling and hopefully even though he's a man he'll be able to communicate back to you and but but if you're not there yet right now everything's good and just like practice just being in the moment and staying busy and having a life and having a job and having a career and exercising and hanging out with your friends and balancing your life with your friends and your family and and your and your husband and like but you can always leave. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying like that's that's the best advice, but if, if if it gets miserable and the spark goes away and you want out and you are in your 30s and you realize, oh, my God, I don't want to be with this guy anymore. I'm totally different. I'm, I'm miserable. You're always free to leave. Nobody's got you locked in a box. Like, is he beating you up or does he, like, have control over all, all your money? No, oh, no. He's not like normal men. He's really... He's not controlling or anything like that, like... He's pretty much perfect. I just get worried that I got married too soon and didn't experience enough. And you and what? Didn't experience enough when I was younger, even well, though I still am young. Know, <laughs> well, I mean, you're still so young, but, like, just, just wait till you, if that keeps bothering you and then all of a sudden you start eyeing other guys or that, that becomes, and, you're, and you don't feel fulfilled, sounds to me, and I didn't really ask enough questions, so I don't know you at all, but it sounds to me like you don't, like you are attracted to your your husband and, and you're you're not craving something else, but like if and when you do, just deal with that feeling when you have it. Like and then 
that you should not communicate to your husband. You should not be like, I want to have sex with other people. You're not enough. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, definitely don't say that. But, but um, I love how I said, does he beat you and control your money? And you're like, no, he's not like normal men. He's really great. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. It's just all normal. That was so brutal to all men, <laughs> the most normal men. Like, they're all beating their girlfriends and fucking, like, you know, taking their debit cards. But um, anyway, just don't overthink everything. Just try it. And I know it's fucking hard because I, I have the same difficulty, but, like, just right now you're on the phone with me. And then after that, you're going to hang up, and then you're going to go about your business and do whatever and just try to be in every moment. Just try to – it sounds crazy. It sounds too too easy. Just try to live in the moment and then wait till something's wrong to be freaked out or bummed out and and then have to figure out an, an exit route. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I mean, you are young, but, like, I don't know. What are we going to do? You fell in love with him, and you followed your gut, and you're with him, and is your best friend? I mean, I don't really – I don't have any friends since I got married because all the people my age are still out partying and stuff like that. So none of them really understood once I got married that I had priorities. And I work a lot, oh, and so does he. So. What do you do? Um, I'm, I'm like a janitor. I clean different buildings around my, uh, city. Do you like that or do you have something that you like really and really want to do? Like where you're like, oh God, if I could do anything, it'd be so great if I could do this and make a living from it. Not really. I've never really been passionate about anything. So I just do this. I don't really have to work. I just do it because I want to. Oh, my God, that's so amazing. I love the fact that you know that you're not passionate about anything and you don't have to work, but you just choose to do this. And how come you choose to be a janitor and not, I just want to know, like, and not, like, work at Starbucks or a clothing store or something, like, less, you know. I like working alone. You do? You like working alone until you chose to to be a janitor? Yeah, I don't know. I like my job. I worked with one other person part of the night, and then the rest of the night I clean a vet clinic and I work alone. I really like animals. I get to see all the animals and stuff. That is so incredible. I just love it. It's like getting getting insight into somebody else's world. That's so awesome. Like, that, if that makes you happy, that's the best. That's all that matters that you're happy. But you're you're so lucky. You you like you know that you like working alone. You have a job. You like your job. You have a guy that you were lucky enough to meet when you were 17. You're married. He loves you. you you're smart enough to try to get away from the drama of his crazy weird family. Um, yeah. that sounds all, and you're thinking about your life and you're just taking everything into consideration. Like that sounds, you sound so grounded and smart. Like that's a lovely, wonderful thing. It makes me so happy. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, what, what does your husband do? He's a milkman. <laughs> he's a milkman? Yeah, he delivers milk. <laughs> I, this is I didn't even know that still existed. If, any, if anything is learned tonight on Boy Crazy Radio, it's that, there's a happy, young, adorable lady janitor at a vet somewhere at night working alone. Leave her alone. Don't do anything to put her in danger. Anyway, and, then, and that milkman <laughs> still exists. This is so cool. So what does that mean? Like, he delivers, like, glass bottles of milk to people's doors? No, they're not glasses. They're, like, gallons of milk. It's like Where? Where does he deliver them? Just all around our uh, different cities. Oh, oh my like, gosh. Yeah, but he applied to a job. To do what? 
he applied for a new job to be an armed security guard. Oh, that scares me. Aren't you worried? Yeah, I don't really like it, but he really wants to do it. So. Is it, is it a, at a bank or something, or where would, where would he be, what would he I'm be carrying? I'm not really sure what the company is yet. He probably won't know until he gets the interview, but the government just okayed the company to hire four more people. So it's like a government job. Well, so you got your man delivering. Well, I hope he's safe. He will be safe. He's delivering milk for now. This is cozy and amazing. You have your own job, and you're all tucked away and have a a cozy life. And just worry worry about needing to fix things when something's actually wrong, because it sounds like everything's okay right now. And, like, you know, just make sure you always have a book. Here's what I think, too, because the last girl called who was, you know, teen angsty and moody and stuff like and I told, told her to have like get a journal and go on an hour-long walk a day because yeah. this is some, this is something I suffer from this is something that the previous caller Heather was suffering from and even you calling in going oh I'm just wondering like I'm thinking about stuff and blah blah it's all three of us the common thread is that we like are all having really intense conversations with ourselves in our brain we're all overthinking we're all just like having chatter in our brain you know what I mean yeah, I have that problem a lot. <laughs> Me too. And it's not just us. If it's, if it's the three of us tonight, I'm, I'm sure it's a global, it's like a worldwide thing happening. You know, it's like we can't quiet our minds. That's why, like, people do yoga. That's why people meditate. And and for me, when I when I am smart enough and conscious enough to, like, try to help myself through moments like that where I'm just spiraling and overthinking and, like, what? It's just, like, really... <laughs> spiraling I, I what I do is I go I go on an hour-long walk I have a book I always need to have a book like an audio book or, or an actual book in my hand or something like so I can kind of like get out of my head and start like get into some other person's head or somebody else's story you know yeah yeah just be appreciative I have a book go on walks you have your job um and just be appreciative of all the stuff you have cause it sounds like you have a lot of stuff that a lot of other people would be really grateful for and stuff. And, and what about kids? Like, when do you guys want to have kids? Do you know? We still aren't sure. We, I don't know. We, our pets are like our kids. We have a couple dogs and a cat, and we treat them like they're kids. That sounds so we're perfect. happy with Take that right now. Good. Take your goddamn time. You could have kids as late as, like, you could, like, wait till 35, 37. Like, by the time you're 37, 38, I'm sure technology or medical science will be even more amazing and stuff. So it's like you're tw- you're about to be 23. Have an amazing birthday party. Save up your money. Travel to the places you want to travel. Go do fun stuff with your husband. Have sex. Drink. You know, be safe. I don't know. Like, you don't have to be having a baby. Have your dogs and your cat. That sounds awesome. So, like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's jealous of you tonight because you got it all figured out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, thank you for calling the Boy Crazy Radio. If anything weird does happen, just call me again, and then we'll talk about that. Okay. Thank you for talking to me. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Oh, my God. Two calls, and I'm only 49 minutes into the show. I really like to uh, I really like to tailor make uh, my answers uh, for the callers. I just want to get in their brains. I want to figure out what's going on, and I want to talk to them like they're my best friend. Sometimes... Sometimes I over-talk, and then the person, I mean, obviously, I just did that with the last two calls, but I've had other calls before in the past, 
on, on uh, previous episodes of Boy Crazy Radio where I talk so much to a caller. You can tell, like, they've, they've like, hung themselves or they're, like, exhausted. <laughs> they're like, okay, okay, thank you, Lexi. Yeah, I got to go. I'm sorry. I'm late, I'm late for a thing. And they're, like, trying to get off the with me, and it's, like, super embarrassing. I also do that. I also do that when I, if anybody, if I'm ever lucky enough to have somebody come up to me and be like, oh, I like Boy Crazy Radio, or I read your blog. I will be so excited that somebody's talking to me <laughs> and saying something nice that I will overstay my welcome and talk to them way too long, and then they'll walk away from me. Like, I should be I should be way cooler. I should be like, oh, yeah, thank you very much. Okay, cool, yeah, well, it's nice meeting you. Bye. But instead, I'm like, oh, my God, give me a hug. Oh, give me four hugs. What's happening? Oh, tell me your life stories. What's going on? Where are you off to? Do you need company? Okay, cool. Oh, my mom's around the corner. Do you want to? You should come meet my mom. Yeah, I did that at Top Shop at the Grove one day. I ran into this girl. She said she like complimented my my website and and whatever. And I literally, I I I I had to let her go, but she you know she had to let herself go. But I was really trying to make her stick around so I could I could uh, have her meet my mom. My mom was somewhere in the Grove, somewhere deep in the vortex that is. Top shop, and I couldn't find her. And I tried to hold this weird blog fan hostage, like a like an idiot I was. Anyway, now I'm rambling. All right, here's the thing: phone lines are open. Here's the number: six four six three seven eight zero six four nine. Call in. Let me know your thoughts and feelings. What's going on with you? What's going on? How you doing? Six four six three seven eight zero six four nine. You can always tweet me a question. Or a comment, and I'll read it right now if you can't call into the live show. The telephone, uh, no, the Twitter info. Did I give you the right info? My Twitter account, you can tweet me at I'm Boy Crazy. The letter I, the letter M, B O Y C R A Z Y. There you go. I look forward to getting your tweets, all two of them. Um, I went to the library today, and they had the Nasty Gal book at the library which is totally exciting in hardcover. I couldn't believe it. And I turned to page 67. I don't know what page it's on, but I I turned to one of the pages and I wrote a little, uh, I won't say a chapter. Maybe it is a chapter. I'll say I wrote a chapter. I wrote a chapter in the Nasty Gal book, so you have to buy it. Run, don't walk. You can get it at nastygal.com or wherever books are sold. And I wrote something on, you know, it's like a few pages, 90. Oh, here it is. Somebody tweeted. Page 96 to 98. So if you don't read any other part, Girl Boss, hashtag Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso, CEO and founder of Nasty Gal. If you don't read anything else, just read pages, 90, pages 96 to 98. All right? I'm sure she'll appreciate me plugging the book like this. Anyway, um, oh, another thing. This is just something I noticed in my rambles. I went to breakfast alone the other day at the Beverly Hills Hotel because uh, I like to go to fancy hotels because it makes me get over the fact that I'm a poor kid from Los Angeles and I used to be a latchkey kid in Hollywood. So anyway, whatever. So I, I had to get over um, feeling self-conscious and not good enough to like go to fancy places or something. I don't know why. And going alone. I like to go places alone. But I also like to overcome hurdles and self-consciousness and feeling awkward by hurling myself into awkward situations. So I think I'm over that, barely. Now, as an adult, the other day, I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel, and it's real old-timey, and I sat next to this really old lady, and I ordered breakfast, and that was awesome. And then uh, I'm like, I was like binge-eating something, like breakfasty. 
And then across, it's just like a counter. It's a tiny room, and there's like it's like this old time. It's like from the 1950s. That's the vibe it has. And there's like this counter, and I'm looking across the counter because it kind of curves. And there's this girl, and she's like 14 years old, and she's looking. She's like looking over at me. I'm looking at her, and her two brothers, or her brother and her brother's friend, are talking, and they're like totally not paying attention to her. And she's like eating her food. And then when they do stop ignoring her, and they start talking to her. They've been eating like eating like fucking pigs, these guys. They're growing boys, whatever. That's great. She's a growing girl. When they do start talking to her, they totally, like, they're like, whoa, you must have been hungry. They're like totally, they were totally making fun of the fact that she ate. And she didn't even finish everything. Maybe she did. They all finished their fucking stuff. They were all eating a lot of food. Everybody was. The whole place, we're all at the Beverly Hills Hotel. We're all eating fancy breakfasts, deciding, whatever. The girl was fit. She was healthy. Uh, she was in shape. Not that it would have mattered if she was overweight, but I'm just saying, like, uh, just, she was like, leave her alone. She's totally fine. Like, she's, like, in her jeans. She's a healthy-looking girl. She looks great. She's fucking 13 or 14, however the fuck old she is. And I'm just watching these guys, like, give her grief for eating. And then she apologized. She's like, oh, I don't know. I, I was really, I don't know. I was really hungry. Um, it's weird. I don't know what happened. Like, uh, oh. And that just made me feel, like, so annoyed for her and, like, just girls in general and how I've been in that situation, too, where, you know, and that's why I make fun of myself and I go, I refer to any time I eat, I refer to it as binge eating because now it's just a constant joke where it's like if a girl eats, it's not allowed. Because I've been in so many situations where I've been, like, eating a salad at Baja Fresh or anywhere, like, and I'm just eating a fucking chicken salad. I'm eating fucking chicken salad, and then some dude walks by, a dude that's a fucking gross dude, stranger, that I don't know. This has happened a few times. And he'll walk by, and he'll go, whoa, it's a big salad, or go, whoa, you're not going to finish all that, are you? like weird, unwarranted comments. Like those are like the same guys who, when you're walking down the street as a girl, they drive by and they go, smile, smile. It's like, dude, girl, I'm going to start doing that to men. Like fucking leave me alone. Don't comment on what I'm eating. Don't comment on how much I'm eating. Don't comment on how much I should be eating. Don't fucking drive past me and tell me to smile. Fuck you, dude. Go back to fucking picking your nose, binge eating, and jerking off yourself okay like oh it's just like infuriating it just made me it made me want to reach over and give that girl a hug and be like don't apologize to yourself so I guess I learned something in that moment maybe maybe I'll stop apologizing for myself because I know I, I must still still do it it's embedded deep it's a subconscious thing that is so deeply embedded in women and it's a hard cycle to break of like this feeling like oh no god Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm gross. See? Oh, I was hungry. I don't know. Ah, weird. Oh, sorry. I know. Was it so funny? I'm just like, I guess I ate. Ah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. All right. Sometimes, I love these, I get emails from people uh, when they can't call into the, the show, into Boy Crazy Radio, which is what you're listening to right now. And I, if I can't call in, I say, write me an email. Uh, send it to boycrazylexi at gmail.com. Subject, big sis, and I will read it on the air and I will address it. So I got an email. I got a few emails, so I'm going to read them right now. This one is called, it says, hey, Lexi, I need some serious advice. I cheated on my boyfriend with the same guy several times, but it's complicated. 
the guy, who I will call Eric, is technically my ex-boyfriend, who I dated briefly in high school several years ago, who also just happens to be my current boyfriend's close friend. I have been dating my boyfriend for four years now, but this started when we had dated only two years. So it all started one night when I came over at Eric's house. We had been texting a short time before that. We were also friends, but then one thing led to another, and I made my way over. At first, it was awkward, as we were just sitting on his bed watching random YouTube videos and Netflix. But there was definitely something else there. Soon it was getting late, and I decided to make a move. I knew that I had come over. I knew what I had come over for, but I was nervous of how he would react. I whispered to him that I wanted him. I kissed him, and he kissed me back. But there was doubt. He said it was wrong and that we shouldn't do this. He, recently, he had recently started dating again, and I was his best friend's girlfriend. Soon after that, Soon after that, he got up, he left the room, and I was sure I had screwed up, and I gathered my things. But he came back. He turned off the lights. He pushed me on the bed and kissed me. I did not stop him. This was the first time we had sex. (gasps) He wanted me to stay and cuddle and talk, but I told him I didn't want that. I told him to not get attached, and this was a one-time thing. He was upset, so I got dressed, and I walked out. After that, I couldn't stop. I was the one who became attached. I was the one who became attached. We would plan when the best time for me to come over was, and every time was better than the last. All I ever looked forward to was the next time that I would see Eric. I got this rush and excitement of being with him and also had a lot of fun hanging out with him. The nights became routine where we would talk, watch videos, laugh, and cuddle and get to know each other better. And not once did I feel guilty. Not once. I do not know why. This happened for several months, for a total of six times or so. But then one night I was over and we lay in bed. I got dressed and was on my way out and he mentioned he wanted to talk. Eric was feeling guilty. He said he couldn't do this to his girlfriend anymore or his best friend. I was crushed and told him no one would ever find out. But he was set on his decision. So I left that night feeling more confused than ever. It was a year after that and we had not spoken one word to one another since then. But of course I saw him. He was my boyfriend's friend after all. Every event, party, or gathering, he was there. And all I could think about were those nights. One day I decided to text him because I missed him and it started back up again. (gasps) The flirty text and soon enough the visits to his house. Every time, though, he became less and less happy afterwards. He wanted this to all stop, but he couldn't. I sure didn't want it to, but it did. Again, we stopped talking. Until after a month, There was a house party. Oh, until after a month when there was a house party, which he came to with his girlfriend. They left early, and I stayed with my boyfriend and had some drinks. My boyfriend dropped me off at home, and I called Eric to come for me. He picked me up, but I had to work for it. Teasing him through text of all things I would uh, teasing him through text of all the things I would do to him until he couldn't resist. He seemed angry at himself that he had let himself do this again, but it didn't stop him. This night and everything that happened is the night I can't stop her playing in my mind. The sex was amazing, and his touch, his aggressiveness, all just became this obsessive thought. I, 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 ah! All just became this obsessive thought I can't help but want again. But I know it won't happen again. We had a long talk after. I wanted to come over again. Oh, whoops. But I know it won't happen again. We had a long talk after I wanted to come over again. It wasn't pretty, and we were both angry, so I haven't spoken to him since, and he hasn't either. Even when I do see him at my boyfriend's house, 
I will only get a hello, nothing else. He won't even look at me. At first, I did this out of frustration. My boyfriend and I were getting serious, and I was scared. I was missing out on life. Here I was at 21, finding the perfect guy, having never before dated outside of high school. And when I did date in high school, it only lasted no more than a month. During the cheating, I did feel some guilt, but not enough to make me stop, obviously. Now that I know it won't happen again, how can I help myself get over it? I still fantasize about about it when my boyfriend and I are having sex, and I feel so bad for that, and I seriously am going crazy here. Am I evil? I don't know what's going on. Please help, Alexi. Oh, my God. What an I am just, did everybody else have an orgasm? Because I was fucking sexy as fuck. Oh, my God. Um, I have a lot of feelings about that letter that I just read. First of all, thank you for sending me that letter. Second, you have a boyfriend. You have a boyfriend, and that guy is his best friend, and that best friend, Eric, has a girlfriend. You have to break up with your boyfriend. I mean, you don't have to, but I feel really bad for your boyfriend. Uh, you do, definitely do not. You should not tell him about what happened with Eric. Oh, my God. Jesus, how could he not know? How could your boyfriend not know his best friend, Eric, was having sex with you? How old are all of you guys again? What's going on? Holy shit. You've been dating your boyfriend for four years? Is your boyfriend, like, super high all the time and just totally like a robot that doesn't has no idea or self-awareness or awareness of anything in general about anything? Jesus Christ. Here's what I think. You're not evil. You're clearly, you're very young. You're hormonal. You are attracted to Eric. It's very sexy to do forbidden things. That's fucking hot as fuck. Yes, the sneaking, oh, my God. I mean, that is sexy. Like, stealing away to somebody and having a secret that only you two can keep is like, that's sexy. I get that. That is a turn-on. I I understand how it can be a turn-on. But ideally, you you wouldn't do things that would hurt somebody else. Like, do whatever you want, but if it's going to hurt somebody then don't do it. Like, you know, drunk driving. Um, you could hurt someone. Don't do it. You could hurt yourself. You could hurt someone. Relationships. You, you you can always get your heart broken in a relationship. That's definitely a possibility. you got to get vulnerable. you got to jump into something, and you take the chance of getting your heart broken. But when you cheat, you not only take the chance of getting your heart broken and hurt emotionally from the, the, uh, the second person you're dating, but you also risk you risk hurting somebody else, the person who has put their faith and trust in you, who thinks that you mean what you say. Like, it's just, you're not evil. You're a human being. We're not perfect. People make mistakes. But if you want to know what I really think, it's, I would say, stop seeing Eric. Uh, God, ask yourself why. You know, oh, you did ask yourself why. You said you were, you thought were, you know, you're, I don't know what you said, something about. You did that out of frustration. Uh, your boyfriend, you were getting serious and you were scared and all this stuff. Listen, you're, you're, clearly not, you're clearly not ready to be in a monogamous relationship, and that's totally fine. Be single because you're playing with other people's hearts, Eric and your, mainly your boyfriend, and you don't want your boyfriend to find this out, and then it ruins his relationship with Eric. It ruins, you know, God, it's just horrible. So just tell your boyfriend you're too young to be in a serious relationship um, you love him a lot, you think he's great, but you need to break up and get out of there. Don't talk about cheating. Stay away from Eric. Let him be in his 
fucked up sham of a relationship as well. You guys are both young and hormonal. You want to have sex and it's exciting and I get it. And like, Jesus Christ, it's like, it's fine. It is what it is. But like now you've gotten to the point where you're emailing strangers asking for advice. And that's my advice. Like you're lucky you've not gotten caught. So end it with your boyfriend and just be single. It's awesome to be single. Cause then, because when I was single, I was so honest about it. I, if I made out with guys, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't want anything more than this. Like, I will never be your girlfriend. I'm, it's not going to happen. And I, I would say that, and they were like, what? Okay. Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate your honesty. And, like, sometimes I hurt people's feelings. Some people, sometimes they were, I, I, you know, that relieved men. They were like, great, fantastic. I don't want anything either. Um, but just, it's a nice feeling to be honest about what you want and what you can give someone and to be single and not, and you know, maybe just don't have sex or make out with anybody for a little bit and just write in your journal, take those Epsom salt baths that keep fucking pushing on people and, um, and wait till you meet somebody that you need to be with because you're so crazy about them. You couldn't imagine cheating on them. Um, I have been a wild woman I've been a crazy, crazy single girl. Not really crazy, but just like, you know, yeah, pretty crazy. Having a blast, doing lots of stuff on my own terms. No big deal, whatever. Lots of makeouts and whatnot. Anyway, and I was totally happy being single. I probably hoped to fall in love with every person that I met. I thought, maybe they'll be the one, maybe they'll be the one. But they never were. And I always knew that immediately. Like, I could always tell the first time I, you know, hang out with someone. I go, oh, no, no. There is no, this is not happening. This is not the person. Like, I can hang out with them for a month, but I'm not going to be their girlfriend because I'm not going to tie myself to them. No way. Um, and so when you do meet someone, like, I, I, I can't believe it. I actually met somebody a year ago that I actually would never cheat on and I have no desire to cheat on. That's just, it's, just, it's, a, it's a thrill. So be single and have a blast and so you meet your own person. So you meet someone that you're like, oh, I would never cheat on them because they're too awesome. I would never want to jeopardize that. They're too amazing and cool and the sex is too awesome and we're too passionate about each other. Like even when I fight with my boyfriend, I I mean, I, I have to cut it out. I got to stop it. I got to stop doing that because I'm a fucking nutcase and I put him through the ringer, but I still never have any desire to cheat and I'm totally crazy about him. And I, I, I think it's an honor to have someone to fight with you know, because I always scare myself thinking I've ruined it. Oh, no, I've ruined it. Oh, no, I pushed him too far. Oh, I've exhausted him too much. And I actually really love this guy. Oh, God. My heart beats really fast. So find your person that makes you feel like, oh, God, I need to be with him and I don't want to mess this up because I need to be with him because he's undeniable and he's, he's I can't cheat on him. I would never have the desire to. Anyway. Clears that. Phone lines are open. 646-378-0649 is the number. Tweet me your questions, your comments, or whatever you want to tweet me at I'm Boy Crazy. And I'm going to get to another Big Sis letter. Let me see. Big Sis. I like the subject line. I'm an only child, and I'm a, I'm a junior in high school, and I've been having a shit ton of trouble. I've been dating this boy for about a year and a half, and I like him a lot, but I just have more drive for the future. And I have dreams, goals. I want to go to FIT and live in New York City. I currently live in upstate New York. I recently have been feeling empowered about myself, and I realize that I actually am quite good-looking. Going into my relationship, I don't think I looked as good as I do now. 
I don't want a boring life. I am super independent, and I just don't know what to do. There are several guys that are interested in me, and I can't do all that much about it, and I am wishy-washy as to whether I want to because I don't want to make school difficult because we have the same friends. And the only reason I have a kiss oh God, and the only reason I have a kick-ass job at a jewelry store is because his mom's the manager. Ah, he's a senior and doesn't have much college drive. He's kind of just in the bands and touring, and it's fun to go, but very tiring. Reading your blog is is super empowering to me. Just reply back with your thoughts, please. Also, what college, if any, did you go to? What's your day job? How do I start a cool blog? Haha. Thank you. Heart. Uh, Emoji heart. Um, All right. Let me see. Okay. Here's the deal. So this girl is in, she's a junior in high school. Listen, girl, I'm not going to say her name. Thank you for your letter, first and foremost. That's awesome. I appreciate you uh, entrusting me with your thoughts and feelings and dilemmas. Um, You're an only child just like me. You're a junior in high school. I, too, have been a junior in high school. It's very exciting. Um, And you have dreams. You want to go to FIT. You're great looking. You've got confidence. You're sexy. I see your photo attached to your... uh, Attached to the email, you are very cute. You're very sexy. You're gorgeous. You look very glamorous. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So you've been in this relationship. Uh, there are guys, okay. You have these other guys that are interested in you. But you can't, ow, my cat is jumping on my back. This monster. This fucking monster. Does anybody want a free cat? Anyway. All right. I have the kitty at the Boy Crazy Radio Studios. It's very exciting. Um I'm going to put him down later tonight. Just kidding. Okay. Um, I love my cat. Anyway, here's the deal. So you have a job. You don't want to jeopardize your job at the cool jewelry store because his mom is the manager. Got it. But you don't want to be with this dude anymore. And you've gotten to that point that I've gotten to that point too in relationships where you're like, will you outgrow a person? Sorry. Will you look at them? When you start to, I, I can totally relate. I've been in situations before with men where I start the relationship and I'm like, this is great, yay, this is so fun, I like you. And then you, like, months go by or however long goes by and you're like, never mind, he just doesn't get me. He doesn't even understand. I was like, I have all this drive, I'm, like, beautiful. I didn't realize how beautiful I was. He's, like, this, like, ugh, this boring lump. He does not get me. I have totally evolved past him. Ugh. And and as for me, the minute I get into that zone, it's over. I can't come back from that. I'm, it makes me, like, not want to have sex with the dude. It makes me just want to roll my eyes at them all the time. They just, like, they look like a lumpy blob, and I feel, like, better than them. That's the worst feeling. Oh, it's such a brutal feeling because they're, they're fine. The guy is fine. You liked him before. The only thing that's really changed is you. But if you're over it, break up with him. Go do your thing. Break up with them, and, and if you have to quit your job because the mom gets weird, which she probably won't, but if she does, yeah, quit your job. Get a new job, or just be respectful. Just tell the guy, tell your boyfriend, like, if you want to break up, you're okay. So tell, if you tell the boyfriend you love him, but you're getting ready for college, and you're feeling weird, and you just need to, like, take a step back, and, and you're not ready to be in a serious relationship. Again, that's kind of the same advice to the last girl who wrote, wrote in, um, and it's okay. If you don't want to be in a relationship anymore and you want to explore your options, do it in a really kind, communicative way where you break up with him before you start cheating on him 
and you're nice to the mom and just be respectful. The mom and anybody, nobody can argue with you if you just say, I just feel like I need to be single right now. I feel like I need to be alone. And then if you do date new guys, don't rub that in the guy's face, in your ex-boyfriend's face. Please, don't do that. That's disrespectful. Um, aside from that, you said, what college did I go to? I didn't go to college. I did not go to college. And I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I'm not ashamed that I did not go to college. I graduated high school. I, I, I just moved to New York the day after I graduated high school. I used to work the door at this club in L.A. called The Smell. And I met this woman who had come in there, this musician lady, who was older, and she had this apartment that she was subletting in New York. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm moving to New York to dance when I graduated high school. Can I have your apartment? Can I rent it? So I sublet her apartment, and I moved. To, I swear to God, the day after graduation, I moved to New York, and that was it. And I just started, like, I was working. I was doing commercials, and I was modeling, so I'm, like, 5'11", and whatever. And uh, so I just worked modeling and acting and doing commercials and stuff in New York. And then I went to Japan, and I did the same things there. And then I lost my sublet in New York, and I moved back to L.A. from Japan. And I moved back to LA, and I just continued to act and 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 stuff like that in LA. And then you know, and then I ended up starting my website. I don't have a day job. My day job right now, you ask me what my day job is. This is my job. I make a living acting and writing. I write for magazines sometimes, and I pitch television shows that I come up with. Um, and sometimes I sell them. And then they don't get made. But one day, let's pray that one of them gets made. Anyway, and when you sell a TV show, you get a little sum of money, a tiny little bit of money, and you get paid to write a script. And then the network gives you notes on that script, and then you go back and forth until you get the script in a place where the network and, and all the producers are happy with the script, but mainly the network has to be happy with the script. And then you wait even more, and then they, the network tells you, whether it's Amazon or Showtime or whoever, then they tell you if they're going to make your, your script into if they're actually going to shoot it. So I've done that twice where I've gone through the script writing process after selling ideas to networks. And and then I make a living acting and doing commercials and TV shows and movies and then magazines and then uh, advertising on my website. What else? That's basically it. That's my day job, a bunch of different things. But on a side note, I don't get paid for these things. I don't get paid for doing my podcast that you're listening to right now. I just do this because I love it and it makes me really happy. It makes me feel good to know that we can just have a conversation every Wednesday at 9 p.m. And if you want to reach out and talk or vent or whatever, like we can do that. That's really cool for me. Um, and I volunteer for the first time with this group of people called Art of Elysium where you can kind of lend your time to, you know, uh, spending time with, with young people who are sick or, or they're either angsty teens or they're like kids in a children's hospital who are sick with whatever sickness they have and you kind of like you can act out plays for them or do writing or music projects for them or go to their pro- just whatever it's like you lend your time to that and uh, to make their day a little bit nicer and distract them and just do something fun and artful or whatever so that's something new that I've been doing and that's not, that's not I don't get paid for that but it's like a fulfilling nice thing to do that makes me happy and and um, hopefully makes the kids happy. And what else? And I've spoken at high schools and colleges, and I make videos for my website, and I give dating advice and all that. And, like, those are all extracurricular activities that I don't really get paid for. But, uh, but yeah, 
and my blog. I don't really get paid for my blog. I guess the uh, the advertising. And yeah, I don't know. That is my answer to that. Okay. All right. There you go. Here's the deal. I'm going to play us out with a song. I'm going to play us out with a really long song. Um, I was going to tell you about my week. I forgot what I wanted to tell you. I'm going to go to Atlanta. If you guys are in Atlanta right now, I mean, it would have been cool if I said that earlier and you could have called in and told me what to do in Atlanta, but I think I'm only going to be there for a night. I'm going to go to some weird festival called the Shaky Knees Festival. Is that what it's called? And I think I'm going to some festival called the Hangout Fest, but I'm not exactly sure. I think that's in New Orleans. I'm completely confused. I don't know. But this Friday, I'm taking the red eye. Um, and I'm going to Atlanta, and I arrive at 7.30 in the morning, and I'm going to go meet up with my boyfriend, and I'm excited about it. I, I hope to have a lot of sex, because I need to have sex, because I, too, am sexually frustrated, and I think that's why I get really moody and want to start fights sometimes over text, because I think I just need to have sex really, really, really bad. So, yeah, you heard it here first. So I'm going to go to that, go to Atlanta, and then uh, Sunday, I'm going to go to New Orleans. Monday, I'll be in New Orleans. And then Tuesday, I go back home to Los Angeles. So if you're in New Orleans or Atlanta and you have some idea of what I should be doing while I'm there or you're going to be at these weird festivals, uh, tweet me, at I'm Boy Crazy. Anyway, um, okay, you guys, I'm wrapping up the show. You had your chance. It was a pleasure to talk to everybody who called in. I had a blast. Thanks for sending me your emails. I hope, uh, hope any of that helped. You guys, thank you so much for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at I'mBoyCrazy. You can also subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yeah, some motherfucking iTunes. You can always call and leave me a voicemail message uh, in the Boy Crazy voicemail box, and that number is area code 888-666-2045. if you want to send me an email with your with your question, email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject big sis. And I'm going to play it out with, well, because I'm going to go see the band Modest Mouse at the Shaky Knees Festival, and I'm oddly going to go also see them in New Orleans. Like, I'm such a weird soccer fan. It's bizarre. Um, I'm going to play it out with... With a modest mouth song because I guess I'm I've I'm I guess I guess I'm their number one fan all of a sudden. Um yeah. So if you happen to be at these shows, tweet me. If you happen to be in these cities, Atlanta and New Orleans, tweet me what I should know, where I should go, how I should feel. All right. You guys I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, $30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, $50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer lands 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.